Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're going to continue looking at our 10 lessons and we come to lesson number five today. And and this is a really interesting lesson. I think one that, that many of you will enjoy learning about. This is, this is a tough lesson actually uh, to learn. And we see it kind of all throughout scripture. Uh, But the lesson is, is that God's blessing only comes through submission to him. God's blessing only comes through submission to him. And I'm excited this morning to really dive into this one and to really start looking it through and looking it through and looking it over and over as we really go and we look at this idea of God's blessing. Because, I mean, I want God's blessing in my life. I'm sure that you want God's blessing in your life. And so it is important that we meet the conditions that God has in order to bless us. But before we do that, we're going to, before we start looking into that, we're going to be reading our scripture reading, continuing that. We're going to be finishing up the book of Jonah here this morning. And it says this in Jonah chapter four, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was this not what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore, O Lord, please take my life from me. It is better for me to die than to live. Then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? So Jonah went out from the city, and he sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter, and he sat under the, uh, it in the shade till he might see what might become of the city. And the Lord God prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. So Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But as the morning dawned, the next day God prepared a worm, and so and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened that when the sun arose, that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat on Jonah's head, so that he grew faint, and that he wished for death for himself, and said, It is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, it is right for me to be angry, even to death. But the Lord said, you've had pity on the plant for which you have not labored nor made it grow, which it came up in a night and it perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock? We see here, this is just incredible. Uh, you, you know, we're not going to spend our time looking at Jonah here this morning, but isn't that incredible just to go and to see the preacher who wanted his congregation to go to hell? That's who Jonah was. And of course, he went and he he, he preached this message. Everybody, the whole city repents. And then he goes and he gets mad about it, that people turned to God. I mean, if there was one thing that we can say about Jonah is that his heart was truly not submitted to God. And that's what we're going to be looking at today is that God's blessing only comes through submission to him. You see, it's not in the midst of wrestling with God that we find the blessing, but it is when he puts our soul in a triangle hold and we tap out. 
that is when we truly get the blessing from God. It's not that while we're struggling with him, but it is when we finally look at God and we tap out when we submit to him. And we see this example all throughout scripture. And I want to look, first of all, at the example here of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. And it says this, let this mind be in you, which uh, was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those of earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Then we also see this in Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 15, and it says this, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said unto him, Permit it to be so. Now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he allowed it. Now, I want to first point out the, these two passages here because it, it is an incredible example of Jesus Christ and his submission and receiving, of course, the blessing of the Father uh, that we see this in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. It tells us that we need to have the mind of Christ in us, and then it goes on and it tells us that Jesus goes and he humbles himself, and of course, he submits himself there to the Father, to the will of the Father, and even to the point of death and the death of the cross. I mean, this is just an incredible thing. This is not a little submission. This is a huge submission that we see in the life of Jesus Christ. I mean, it is the ultimate humility. It is the ultimate submission that Jesus Christ has. And of course, it tells us here that we are to have that mind, uh, the mind of Christ in us. And what is that? It's a humble mindset. It is a submission mindset. It is an obedient mindset. And then what ended up happening for, uh, to Jesus? It says that that God exalts him. I mean, that's that's a blessing right there. God exalts him above every name, and, and of course, that every tongue confesses and every knee bows down to Jesus. Every tongue confesses that he's Lord, and, and we see this. This is an incredible, incredible thing. Is that true blessing only comes through true submission? True blessing only comes through true submission. And we see this once again in Matthew 13 through 15, the story of Jesus going and being baptized by John the Baptist. And Jesus goes and he says, look, I've come to be baptized. And John's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. I've been going and preaching, uh, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There's one who comes after me who's greater and who who was before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loosen. I must must decrease and you must increase. And, and that's the type of message that John was preaching. And here he's been telling people, I'm baptizing you with the waters of repentance, but there's one who comes after me who baptizes you with the baptism of fire with the Holy Spirit. And he goes and he recognizes that it is Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And he's like, wait a minute. 
Why are you coming to me to get baptized? I need to be baptized of you, Jesus. And Jesus, of course, goes, well, yeah. Yeah, I know. But there's a greater thing that was going on. There was an example that Jesus was setting. There was God's order. The order uh, was being met here, and that was an order of spiritual submission here. And we see this, that Jesus Christ comes, and through being baptized, he's showing that he is going and being submitted to, to God's man here. To, to one of his prophets, the prophet John the Baptist, and he goes and he submits himself to John, and he's baptized spiritually. But did you notice why he said this had to be? He says, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. You see, Jesus understood something, and that was in order for all righteousness to be fulfilled. In order for all righteousness to be fulfilled, there needed to be submission in his life even. He submitted to the Father. Of course, we should all be submitted to God. You should be submitted to Jesus Christ. But then he also submitted himself. He went and he found a spiritual authority in John the Baptist, a legitimate spiritual authority, and he submitted himself to that spiritual authority. And this is the reality. You see, God's blessing only comes through submission to him. It's not in the midst of wrestling with God that we find blessing, but when he puts our soul in a triangle hold and we tap out and we say, Lord, I'm submitted to do whatever you want me to do. That's a, that's a spiritual tapping out in a good way of going and saying, God, I'm submitted to you. I remember struggling with this early in uh, pastoral ministry uh, there as, as I was, was going, and, and as soon as I started, it was, right, I mean, almost the same month that it started. It might have been a month before, a month after, but it was really close to the same, same time. There was this church that, that, that sprung up basically overnight, and, and they were a church that what was just the, the new cool heresy in town, to tell you the truth. It was one that, that, that ended up getting uh, $1.5 million, I believe, from uh, a convention and, and all of this to go into to, to start a church. And, and they were trying to be cool, hip, and, 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 and relevant, and they weren't uh, preaching—they they weren't preaching sound doctrine, frankly— but but everybody in town and all of it seemed like all of our, our our friends, all of these people that we knew, they were flocking to this church. And of course, I mean, when you go and you start a ministry, you have you have great aspirations of doing incredible things for God. And you're going out there and you're having this. And and I mean, I I sat there and I remember going in and spending months after month after month when I realized what their secret sauce was to doing this. What was that? It was. Really really dumbing down the, the Word of God, frankly, get, getting up and, uh, you, you know, being irreverent and, you know, being like, whoa, man, Jesus, dude, and everything like that. But but they weren't really preaching the Word of God. There was there, there was no conviction. There was no calling out of sin. It, it was all going with new fads and all of this. And, and I remember praying for several months, being so frustrated with this, and asking God, God, can I please just 
preach this heresy? Can you take the conviction away from me so that I can preach this heresy because I'm tired of failing and I'm tired of them succeeding because, and, and frankly, I mean, I'm just going to be open and honest with you. That This is what I said. This was 30 pounds ago on me. I'm not a big guy right now, but I mean, I was really thin then. And I told God, I said, God, I, I can wear skinny jeans better than they can. And I can say, whoa, Jesus, dude, and, 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 and whoa, Jesus is a cool guy, probably better than they can. I've, I've seen their preachers. They're not very good preachers. But praise the Lord. God said, no, you can't wear skinny jeans, right? Well, it was more than that. It was, no, you, you can't go and preach a lie. I will not remove the conviction from you because I'm not merely testing you on pragmatism. There's a question of submission. Will you submit to me? Will you submit to me no matter what the consequence is, no matter what the result is? Will you be willing to say duty is ours, results are God's? Will you surrender? Will you submit? And I can tell you that submission in the Christian life is an ongoing process. And it's not just, maybe process isn't the right word, but, but it's an ongoing lesson because there are always going to be more things that you learn that you need to surrender to God in your life and that you need to submit to and that you need to grow your submission in to God. But but submission is so important. Like I said, God's blessing only comes through submission to him. It's not in the midst of wrestling with God that we find the blessing, but it is when he puts our soul in the triangle hold and we tap out. See, James 4, 7 says this, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You know what a, a big problem is, is, is there are many times people go and they, and they continually fall into sin. And they're going, why am I continually falling into sin? Well, here's the reality of it. It's, it's probably one of two things. In fact, I'd, I'd say it's almost certainly one of two things. One, you're either not resisting the devil. I mean, that, that seems kind of obvious, but I mean, what, what obstacles have you put up for the devil in your life? If you haven't put an obstacle up for the devil in your life, you, you, you're not resisting the devil. If you haven't put something up in your life where you're going and you're saying, look, I'm going to make it more difficult so that I don't sin as easy, then you're not really resisting the devil. The second thing is, though, have you submitted to God? See, so many people, they try to resist the devil, but they try to do it on their own strength. And they try to do it without submitting to God. And what is this idea of submission that, that I'm talking about? It's this idea of going and, of course, surrendering your will to God. That's, that's maybe the easiest way to go and to say this. But, but it is specifically going through your life and saying, Lord, I'm giving this over to you. What do you want to do with this in my life? What do you want to do with this in my life. Lord, what do you want to do with the relationships in my life? Whether it's my friendships, whether it's my marriage, whether it's uh, maybe you're somebody who's not married and you're going, hey, are you going to go and do something with that in my life, Lord? Uh, I, I'm giving it to you. Have you given your profession over to God? Have you surrendered that to God and said, Lord, whether you're a business owner, 
you're a business owner, have you stopped and said, Lord, I'm giving this to you. What will you do? What do you want to do with my business? Lord, if you want to go and turn it into a, a Fortune 500 business, well, 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 you do that with it. Lord, if, if you want it to be just a small mom and pop shop, then you do that with it. Lord, if you want it to be something in between, you do that with it. Lord, I am submitted to you. You give me the vision and I will move forward in that. Maybe you're working somewhere. And you say, Lord, if if you uh, go and you want me to be a manager, I will work to being a manager. Lord, if you want me to work to, to go and to, to be a supervisor, I'll be a supervisor. If you want me to work and to be just somebody who's who's on the floor working or what, whatever it might be, Lord, I will work and do that and do these to the best of my abilities. But because we stop and we look at this, we say, Lord, I'm surrendering my life to you where you want me to live where you want me to go to church, where you want me to invest in, what you want me to go and to put my life's focus towards, you need to go and to give these things to God. What is it in your life that you're holding back from God? Because that's where you're going to be missing blessings. That's where you're going to be lacking the blessings. And that's where, frankly, the devil is going to have a heyday there, and he's going to go and get you all tripped up because it is only when we submit to God when we tap out spiritually to him, not to the devil, but to God, that we truly find blessing. And today, I want you to find blessing. And you know, I want to end with one quick example here because we're running out of time, and that's Jacob wrestling with God. You know, he wrestled with, with, with God, and as he literally wrestled with God all night, he clung to God and said, I will not let go until the blessing, until I get the blessing. There was nothing left that Jacob had. He had nothing left. And God went and he touched his hip and he hurt him. And of course, Jacob went and he walked the limp the rest of his life. But, but we see that that was when God truly blessed him. But it was when he was totally done. He had nothing left in the tank. He had given it all. He had fought with God all that he had left. Now, I, I don't think you should fight with God. I think you should go and surrender to God. You need to surrender to the Lord. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle. Something, a miracle's coming, rejoice.